0: 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 chad now 630 chad presents the elks this week a close-up look at the elks and the canadian football league every week we take you inside the game from the voice of the edmonton
1: elks 630 chad here's morley scott Hey, good evening everybody and welcome to the bi-week edition of uh, The Elks This Week. Uh, The Oaks are off. They don't play again until August the 6th as they play in Vancouver against the B.C. Lions. That's a week from Saturday night. They'll play the Lions uh, in Vancouver's second trip to B.C. uh, this season. Of course, we all remember what happened in the first game, which was back opening night of the season. They will uh, try and be much better. I I think it's pretty safe to say they won't get beat by as much uh, on uh, a week from Saturday as they did back on uh, June 11th. It was 59-15 to and it was a horrible way to set the table for what has become a 2-5 and season right now for the Elks as they hit the break. Uh, They are last place in the West. Two wins uh, behind the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. uh, Two wins behind BC and two wins behind Calgary. But the Lions and the Stamps uh, all have a couple of games in hand on the Elks. The Riders and Elks have played the same number of games. Both have played seven games so far this year. So Saskatchewan is likely the team they'll have to target first, and luckily for them, they have two games against the Riders left, including uh, their next home game, which will be August the 13th on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. That uh, comes after. They uh, resume play on Saturday, August the 6th, a week from this coming Saturday in Vancouver against the BC Lions. Uh, BC plays this week in Saskatchewan as well. Riders have lost two in a row to the Toronto Argonauts, and uh, we know their situation. Cody is hurting. They've got the COVID bug running through the team, and they've got all all sorts of problems with their discipline this year and taking way too many penalties uh no elks game this week but there will be a full slate of four games beginning on thursday night montreal is in hamilton bc's in saskatchewan on friday night saturday it's winnipeg at calgary that's the game of the week as uh, the calgary stampeders will get another crack at the winnipeg blue bombers maybe maybe this is the week that the uh Blue Bombers will finally lose their first game of the year. They sit at 7-0 and atop the standings in the Canadian Football League. The final game goes on Sunday. Toronto is home to Ottawa as the Argos look to make it uh, what three wins in a row now after their two wins over the uh, ter- uh, over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, the Elks next few games, you know, Dave and I were talking about this the other night after the game. We're thinking they actually got a chance in, in their next four. They could go three and four. Uh, three of four in their next uh, four games. They're in B C to play the Lions and home to Saskatchewan, and then they have a home and home against the Ottawa Red Blacks. So I think this next four games is an opportunity for the Elks to turn it around. But They've got to play better, they got to make fewer mistakes, and they got to play a much more solid football game. They lost on uh, Friday night to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by a score of 24-10, a game that uh, was closer than the score indicated, but still a loss, 24-10. And as you heard uh, Reed Wilkins and I talking, Chris Jones said post game that uh, – this is not a league where you get a participation trophy, right? You got to win to get any accolades in the Canadian Football League and the Elks haven't done that at home in an awful long time, back to the 2019 season now. 11 straight losses at home. They'll try to uh, end that streak on the 13th against Saskatchewan. That is also the game where uh, they will put three more names up in the Wall of Honor, which is going to be a great night. Don't forget uh, to get your tickets for that. You can get them at Ticketmaster. You can get all your ticket information at goelks.com. Jim German Joe Holloman and Ed Jones will all be honored. All three members of the five-in-a-row championship uh, teams here in Edmonton, and all three will go up on the Elks' Wall of Honor. That'll be the uh, 39th, 40th, and 41st players to be put up on the Wall of Honor here in Edmonton, all three members of that five-in-a-row team. Uh, coming up on the uh, show tonight, we're going to spend some time uh, talking with an old friend of the program. Uh, Natay Ajay will join us from Toronto. Nate, of course, a uh, former uh, member of the Edmonton football team, also uh, played for Toronto, uh, now works uh, in the media in Toronto. We'll get him to go over everything he does because uh, he's very busy media wise, he is, but uh, always has a great take. And uh, we will get uh, his opinion on uh, a few things going on, not just with the Elks, but with the rest of the Canadian Football League as well. The Elks made a trade today, by the way. Uh, They acquired Levy Noel, a receiver and special teamer from the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Noel and a uh, 2023 eighth-round pick. Uh, Come to Edmonton, going to Ottawa, is a seventh-round pick in the 2023 draft. So um, not much in return they had to give up to to get uh, Levy Noel, who missed all of last year due to an injury. But I was looking at his stats today, and I think, oh, that's why they got him, because I'm not sure they need – a receiver at this point because they're good you know they've got their group together now and they're going to have Darrell Walker back after uh, the bye week they're going to get Kai Loxley back in after the bye week as well but I was looking at Levy Noel's stats he's a special teams demon in four years in the Canadian Football League 78 special teams tackles uh, he had uh, 27 back in 2017 20 plus in 2018 as well uh, so a uh, very good special teams player and uh, the Elks need guys who can tackle right now because that is definitely one of their weaknesses. Um, we're going to talk with Nate J. when we come back. At, this is the Elks This Week on 630 Chad.
2: Now, more football talk
0: on the Elks This Week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad.
2: Penalties and uh, discipline are the two things that we've got to address in the in the next third of the season. And again, those are the things uh, we had them pinned two times. We took a no yards and a 15 yard after the play penalty, and then uh, and then the late penalty there in special teams where we ran into the uh, contacting the punter. I mean, it's just. Uh, inexplicable and uncalled for and and until we can fix those types of things uh we're gonna we're gonna struggle and we've got to do those things to win tight games the west is the best division it's a tough division everybody over here we're, we're at the basement so we're gonna have to claw our way out nothing's gonna be easy we're gonna have to earn everything we get Do you feel you took some steps forward tonight on the positive side? Uh, No, this is not everybody gets a trophy league, you know. So, I mean, we lost by 14 at home. And, uh, you know, so we've got to find a way to play better football uh, when it matters
1: this is not an everybody gets a trophy league those are the words from chris jones post game friday night after the elks lost uh, to the winnipeg blue bombers by a score of 24 to 10 to talk about that and all the goings on in the canadian football league over the last uh, uh, month and a half or so in the first third of the season we welcome in our good friend from toronto Natea jay hey Nate, how you doing Doing
0: great, Marley. Great to hear from you, and I love that line. I'm gonna start using that with my kids. This is not a everybody gets a trophy household. <laughs> I love yeah, that it, line. That's awesome. It,
1: it, it was a great line. He's he's used variations of that before, talking about you know there's no points for consolation victories and stuff like that. He's he's really really pushing his team to get over the hump. They've had some issues. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Elks and your take on them in a moment. But first, I want to ask you. Uh, today was Monday morning magic at. Uh, klondike days k days uh it's an event that happens uh the first monday of every k days and it's uh, for special needs kids and and it's uh, some of the city's uh, uh, dignitaries and athletes take part and i know it's it's the bye week for the elks but uh looking at social media today there was still an awful lot of players who were still in town taking part in it which was fantastic was fantastic to see i know you have taken part in monday morning magic Nate, tell me about it from your perspective
0: yeah, I took part in I believe four of them and it it was awesome. First of all they, you know, we had a, a lighter schedule kind of that day, and you know, you got an opportunity to spend time with with uh, special needs kids, and that was a really cool experience each time I got to do it because you could just see their face light up when they, when they met us, and you know, we got to ride rides with them, we got to play games with them, interact with them, and it it was it was nothing short of spectacular. I mean, from each guy, I remember you know, doing all this stuff. They they had a great time, and I, I wish we we could do it multiple times. Throughout the throughout the season, but that's definitely a special day. I think more special for the players than uh, everybody else. And it's it's you know the cf ball season is obviously a grind, and it's it's obviously K day is not for us. But you know to get a chance to interact with you know people that uh, look up to us and 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 see see us and and you know just that you can see their face just light up. It was it was truly special and. And uh, I, that's one of the main things I miss about everything. And I wish I wish could have invited me to a Day. I would have been there.
1: Yeah, it is, it is a great event. There's no doubt about that. I think I, I've been once, I think, to take some pictures and, and talk to some people, and I didn't see one person having a bad time. It's just smiles everywhere during Monday Morning Magic. Uh, and, and I know it's for some kids who, who have a lot of issues going on in their life, and for a couple of hours they're, they're allowed yeah. to forget them. And I guess that's, that's, that's good for them, and it's, and it's good for people to provide that escape for them as well.
0: No, no, absolutely, and you know we we and it gives us some perspective too, like because guys obviously throughout the season you're thinking about yourself, you're thinking about what's going on with the team, you're thinking about, you know, things that are you're you're being affected by. Then you go to a, a K day and, and you see people are dealing with a lot more than you could ever imagine. And it just brings you back. You're like, this is you know, we just we're lucky enough to play a game and, you know, there's some real world stuff going on that, you know, we we don't think about but it, you know, it has a bigger effect on people than we ever could imagine. So let's just, you know, have some perspective and and, and just have some appreciation for what we're able to do day in and day out
1: the elks made a trade today they uh, made a, a deal with the ottawa Redblacks. they gave up a seventh round pick and in return they get an eighth round pick back in 2023 and they also get receiver levy noel who uh didn't play last year due to injury hasn't put up a stat yet this year but i'm gonna guess you're a little familiar with him from from watching him play he was with the argos for four seasons uh with ottawa signed as a free agent this year what do you know about levy noel
0: yeah, he's actually, he's actually a good friend of mine. And, you know, I know he, he's, he's a great special teams player. This is the kind of guy. But if he's healthy, he gives you 20-plus – special teams tackles uh, on, on a yearly basis, uh, unbelievable special teams tackle. And those was one year, I believe it was 2018, where there were some receivers to uh, receivers hurt with the Argos, and he stepped in in a major role, an offensive role, and he had, I believe, over 50 catches and over 500 yards. So he can help out great depth piece on, on offense as well, and he can step in their big body. Uh, he goes about 6'3", you know, over 220 pounds, um, he he can definitely hold his own on offense and but definitely a great special teams player. That that's what really stands out to me and and uh, I think the, uh, the the Elks got better today.
1: It it just hit me. He's a great tackler. I know. I was looking at his special teams numbers, and he said two seasons, played four full seasons. He said two seasons where he's been over 20 special teams tackles. One, in fact, with 27 back in 2017. Uh, He also had 21 special teams tackles in 2018. Chris Jones has talked... uh, Uh, so much this year about his team needing to tackle better, needing to learn to tackle. Uh, They've worked on it a lot in practice and uh, I guess when you can get a guy who can tackle like that albeit on special teams, you got to add him to the mix if it doesn't cost you too much because he is exactly what they need right now, a guy who can tackle a ball carrier.
0: No, absolutely and you know the, when I look at the Elks I see a lot of aggressive fast aggressive players but the missing element is the ability to tackle and to get guys down at the point of attack and that that's what's missing and even on special teams a guy like uh, uh can come in there and give you better field position if he's tackling his guy and doing his job and you know, he's just a, a nightmare guy to kind of block because he's tall, he's fast, he's strong. So, yeah, I think he fits the Chris Jones, um, Chris Jones model of a player. And you know, don't be, don't be uh, surprised if you see him in as a linebacker or DN at some point.
1: I was, I was, I was gonna be my next comment. I was just thinking that it just came to me. All knowing Chris Jones, is gonna turn him into a defensive back or a, or a linebacker or something because uh, that's just what he does. He's he's uh, so many. They've had uh, about three or four receivers play. games. Games as a defensive back in in this season alone, so uh, it's something that Chris Jones likes to do. And this guy has uh, what it takes. A, he's he's a good tackler. B, he's got the size, and he's got. It sounds like he's got the athleticism that Chris Jones likes in his defensive players. So maybe when they go back to practice on the weekend or early next week, we shouldn't be surprised if we see him in a green jersey instead of a white jersey when when play begins uh, again for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we're talking with Matea J here tonight on the Elks this week. Uh, Matea, I I was trying to. Think now give me give me your uh, your, your media holdings right now uh, you're, you're doing the Argos games right with uh, with Mike Hogan. Yeah. What else are you doing?
0: Yeah, so right now doing the Argos games with Mike Hogan. I'm doing my own personal podcast with Trevor Harris, it's called the Monday Morning Quarterback. Um it's it's cool to get his perspective on things going on, especially with quarterbacks and and, and coaches throughout the CFL uh, season. And then I'm doing the Argos podcast as well, uh for the Toronto Argonauts with Mike Hogan and we get obviously the Toronto perspective of, of the CFL. So that's been pretty cool. You know me, uh, Morley, I, I'm, I I don't know. I enjoy the media side of things a little bit, probably too much. I remember hanging out with you when the great <laughs> couple was in Edmonton and really enjoying, you know, what, everything that you guys were doing. And it was kind of my first taste of media and I, I don't think I've uh, looked back since. So I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. And, and then in, uh, during the basketball season, I do some stuff with the Raptors too. So it's been pretty fun.
1: I, I really feel like a proud papa when you talk about everything that you've done uh, media-wise because uh, I know you. I know you had done a, a few things before in Toronto, but you were with us for uh, uh, the Grey Cup back in two thousand and eighteen, and had so much fun working with you and learned so much about the game from you as well. So I'm I'm, I'm really happy for you, and I'm glad things are falling into place. I've listened to the uh, the Monday morning quarterback a couple of times with you and Trevor. How did that come about? And and I know it, to to get a guy who is currently active in the league. To do a podcast like that on a on a weekly basis, that's that's pretty rare. How did that come about and, and how did you get Trevor to buy into it?
0: Yeah, you know, you're right. Because I was taking a look at the landscape. I'm like, there isn't an active player right now that is, you know, giving people kind of his insights on a weekly basis. And obviously, you know, he's in the league right now, so he's not going to be trashing guys. But it's always cool to get their perspective. But, you know, I just, I reached out to Trevor. I'm like, Trevor, I had this idea for a podcast that I think it would be pretty cool because, you know, right now there's nothing like it in the CFO. And, you know, what do you think? And Trevor and I are really good friends. And I think, you know, he, when he's done playing he he would like to get into media because he's seeing you know guys like Tony Romo in the NFL and and Troy Ape and guys like that and he feels like he has a similar skill set so he would like to get in media so he I was like man this is a way to get reps
1: Uh uh-oh that doesn't sound good Kellen did we lose Nate? Alright, we're, uh, we're checking. It looks like we uh, sounds like we lost Nate Ajay talking about his uh, Monday morning podcast with uh, Trevor Harris, who he does that with. You can check that out uh, wherever you catch all your favourite uh, podcasts. And while we're plugging podcasts, let's, uh, let's plug uh, the CFL uh, the Football North podcast, a podcast about the Canadian football league that we do here at Chorus Radio. Jock Wilson, our pal down in Calgary quarterbacks it for us. Uh, I know I'm taping tomorrow's episode with uh, Jock and with uh, Derek Taylor out of Winnipeg, so uh, that'll be dropping on Wednesday, so uh, watch for that. Uh, another podcast we can tell you about, too, is uh, Antler Up, which I host for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we uh, got an interesting guest coming up this week, which will come out later this week, Chris Edwards. Not the Chris Edwards you're thinking about, one you probably don't know much about, uh, but you know his work. There's no doubt about that. He is a uh, producer uh, with uh, uh, CFL on TSN, and uh, we sat down uh, last week and talked to him about his job, an Edmonton guy, and uh, grew up going to football games in Edmonton. Loves the games, Played it in university, uh, played it in high school at uh, at Ross Shep, and played it in university as well. So uh, we'll get uh, Chris Edwards' uh, uh, story coming up uh, this week on uh, the uh, the podcast uh, for the Elks Antler Up. So uh, collect them all at your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Nate, I was texting with Nate uh, earlier this week, and I said, should I call you on this number uh, or a landline? He goes, this is the only number I have, and it's always going to drop out. And two to form, it dropped out. Welcome back, Nate. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I know that we had the Rogers outage um, a, a few weeks ago, and I was like, wait, is that happening again? But uh, thankfully, I'll, I'll be able to come back. But, you know, like I was saying, like, the, how the podcast came together with Trevor, I don't know how much of it you heard, um, but you know I they pretty much hit him up and told him that you know it's a way for him to get easy raps you know low pressure situations, give the fans something that they don't have and uh he agreed to it because he wants to get into the media epic when he's done playing. and yeah, he thought it was a cool concept and and we're we're trying to have some fun with it.
1: Yeah, there's so many podcasts out there. I uh, that's one though. I try to squeeze in when I can, listen to a couple of episodes, and have really enjoyed it. So good work on that one. Uh, okay, Nate, we're at the we're at the third mark, uh, pretty much of the uh, CFL season. I want to get your take on a few things. We've got about five minutes to go here on the show tonight. Um, give me your take on the Edmonton Elks and what you've seen from them at two and five so far this year.
0: Honestly, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised uh, coming into the season with all the moving parts. I didn't know who was going to be the starting quarterback because it seemed like all offseason um, Chris Jones was trying to trade book or it wasn't his guy. So I didn't know what was going to happen at that spot. So that was a big question mark. And obviously, you know, Lawler and, and Walker and, um, and Mike Jones and some of the receivers, I thought it was had a chance to be a good receiving core and having... Um, James Wallace Jr., running back. I thought the offense was going to be okay if they figure out the quarterback's situation. Defensively, I didn't know what it was going to be. I know Chris Jones is a good defensive coordinator, but it, it happens when, you know, at second, third, fourth year when he gets a chance to get his guys his imprint on defense. So, Big question marks across the board, and that's never good going into the season. So I thought it was going to be another you know, over-under for uh, wins was around seven. I was like, it might it might go under just because of the question marks. But I've been pleasantly surprised about how this team, uh, no matter what happens in the game, they keep fighting for their coach, their, for each other. Uh, they never gave up. Both of the wins have been come from behind type of wins, um, so that tells me these guys really like each other. They like their coaches. They like to play for each other. It may be a little uh, undermanned right now in terms of the kind of players that Chris Jones is eventually going to have on this team, but I I've been pleasantly surprised at this team. I think you know there've been some winnable games here. I look at the Winnipeg game and it was a good spot for I thought for them to to win this game, and uh, they're right there. I look at the Saskatchewan game. I think it was game two of the season where. They, they were in that game all the way to the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, play them really tough, especially at home. So, um, you know, I think eventually they're going to get a home win coming up soon. They're playing really hard for four quarters, which is what you want to see. But um, I've been really pleasantly surprised by this team. And I think the fans can be happy with what these guys are showing because even if a team isn't winning every game, are they playing hard, right? Are they playing for their coaches? Are they, are they showing fight? And I look at a guy like Kenny Lawler, Every time he catches the ball, he looks like he wants to run through someone. Like He just yeah. don't give up on him. And I think yeah. fans love that. So,
1: yeah. All right. I, I, one quick question for you. Why is the East so bad? And you got about 15 seconds to tell it to me, Nate.
0: The East is bad. I don't I don't know. I can't put my finger. It's a long season. They're going to get it figured out. But I think it's just been bad luck in, in, in close games this season for the East. But I think it will turn around. I don't think they're as bad as they look on paper.
1: All right. Nate. I got to have you back later in the season because I got so much stuff I want to talk to you about. We never had time to get to it. Appreciate your time tonight, man. Uh, keep going strong. Thanks for talking to us.
0: Anytime, Marty. I always have time for you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for showing me the way.
1: All right, there you go. Nate Ajay from Toronto. We'll get him on the show a little bit later on this season. Our thanks to Nate, Our thanks to studio producer Kellen Kennedy for putting it all together. Don't forget the Ux will be back on the field a week from Saturday in Vancouver against the B.C. Lions. The next home game here August 13th against Saskatchewan. Get your tickets to Ticketmaster. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.